the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for some football? The Steelers play their last exhibition game tonight, and we will actually spend some time talking about the Steelers, but it's not going to be about the game. And if you are uh, on your way to the game tonight... uh, Spending your time on the parkway, one of the parkways, or on 279 or wherever on your way in. If you are going to the game, um, there's a good chance you're going with somebody else's ticket because season ticket holders uh, seem to have stopped going. That seems that's the only way that's the impression I get. And based on the crowd at the game last week and, and the crowds at exhibition games around the league, when you flip them on TV, if you're that bored, um, the tickets have become hard to give away. That's what you see on Twitter and. When I was talking about the attendance on Twitter uh, last weekend, uh, a lot of people were saying they uh, I, I tried to give my tickets away. I, I couldn't give them away. Preseason tickets, that is. Uh, so the tickets have become hard for people to actually just give away. Uh, the Steelers say there were 48,000 there for the game last Saturday. That was a 4 o'clock game, which is kind of a strange start. But about half the people must have decided to spend the game in the, uh, in the concourse or the men's and ladies' room or something because... Uh, or then maybe they went back out to their park to the parking lot, the tailgate, because uh, half the seats were empty for most of the game. And by the time it got to the end of the third quarter, it was I'm going to say two thirds empty. And there's something wrong with that picture. Now the Steelers and, and every other NFL team, for that matter, they have a monopoly. So if you want to buy a season ticket, and I think everybody knows this, and obviously you know it if you've been buying season tickets for years, but. You have to take the two exhibition games at about the same price as the regular season games. And it's become obvious that people who pay whatever it is, I don't even know how much it is. I think it's 50 or 60 bucks for the ticket, uh, whatever. It's not cheap. Uh, They either have to beg somebody to take them off their hands or they have to eat them. They have to just figure I'm not going and I'll watch the game on TV or whatever, but I'm I'm not putting up with going down to the game and, and watching a bunch of second and third team guys play. So... There was a time when an exhibition game actually had some resemblance to a real game. Steelers would play two or three quarters. So, I mean, I mean the starters would. Not the Steelers would play all four, but the starters would only play two or three. Um, and that's not even close to that anymore. Ben Roethlisberger has taken, I think he's, he was in for three series last week. That'll be it for the four games. And um, tonight, they're, not gonna be, they're just not going to risk anybody getting hurt. And so you felt like, you know, in the past, if you went to a game, you saw what looked something that looked like a game, and it felt like you were at a Steelers game because you were surrounded by people uh, instead of empty seats. And what other business could get away with something like this? Uh, you know, ignoring the fact that the product is no longer attractive and knowing that uh, they, they can keep collecting the cash. I mean, you're selling a product that by virtue of people not showing up to see it, is uh, you, you find out that, you know what, this idea isn't really working, you know, to play these games that don't count, and it's good for the players and the coaches, and we get to evaluate players. But the actual customers don't seem to care. First of all, they don't show up in big numbers. There are a lot of empty seats when the game starts. And by the time the game ends, everybody's gone. I don't know if they go to the parking lots to tailgate and drink some more or whether they're just beating the traffic. But you watch tonight, when it gets down toward the end of the game, even in the at the end of the first half, Look at the difference in the number of people who were seated for the first half and how many are gone at halftime. Because, you know, hey, people have to go to work tomorrow. It is a Thursday night. And, th- and you know, th- that was some of the, the arrogance and uh, was that they could play games on a Thursday night. And it didn't matter. People would still come out, even though they had to work the next day. And now the kids have school tomorrow. So uh, they don't care because they've, they've already got the money for the tickets. They'd like to have more people come because that'll mean that more people will uh, buy beer and food and everything. But, you know, what other business can get away with it? Ignoring the fact that the product is no longer attractive and knowing that you can keep collecting the cash. Who does that? And, of course, the Steelers are a money-making machine. Every NFL team is. And they play in a stadium that you you paid for. 
And if they could get away with it, they'd have the government force you to add seats so that they can make more money. They wanted you to pay for, I forget what it was, $15 million bucks for more seats. And fortunately, the government wised up and uh, said no. Now, after the break, we're going to talk about the latest plan for the government to give the Steelers a little bit more of your money. And we're also going to talk about a former Steeler who's in big trouble and why you shouldn't be surprised about it. I know I'm not. And we have some school stupidity, not college this time, high school. Another example, it's, it's, it's all together. It's another example of the feminization of the American boy. And we're going to work LeBron James into this show. We're not going to talk about basketball. He's got a new show on HBO. Lots of sports, but really no sports. Kind of the way I like it when we come back. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? Well, we know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and Speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at MarleyFG.com. Don't pay double for your next home improvement project. Many companies are simply asking too much for windows, siding, and doors. You need at least three estimates. Just make sure Windows R Us is one of them. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us is more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downspouts. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward menu-style pricing, and the absolute fastest turnaround in the business. Windows R Us offers multiple financing options and will match any competitor's price. No hidden costs or final invoice surprises ever. And their no-loophole full lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage at no additional charge. Mention AM1250 and get an exclusive 10% discount for listeners of this station only. Why pay double? Before you buy, visit windowsruspittsburgh.com. They're more than a window company. They're the area's premier exterior replacement company. windowsruspittsburgh.com. Ike was such a sweet lovable animal and people would want to pet him and they'd come up and they'd get close to him and it would be this instant oh my dad didn't want to touch him it's like ooh, get the stinky dog away from me even after we'd give her a bath she would still stink very stinky both bad breath and bad gas i asked the vet and he said some dogs are just stinky Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dinovite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. The ingredients convinced me that it was definitely worth trying. After about a week, he started smelling normal. My husband and I were really kind of astonished. Dinovite is nutrition. 859 D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made, honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. 
So, the Steelers are playing their last exhibition game tonight. You'll see a lot of empty seats, as I said, and the game will probably be uh, excruciatingly boring. But Heinz Field will be sold out, and the Steelers have sold out every home game for the last 45 years or so. Owning an NFL team is a license to print money. It's a nice thing to have. But the Steelers are playing in a stadium that you paid for, and they'd like uh, you to pay for improvements at the stadium. Uh, Frank Gamrat is with the Allegheny Institute, an uh, organization dedicated to preventing the government from taking more of your money. So, uh, Frank, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, John. Appreciate it. So what is it that taxpayers may be asked to pay for next coming up here? Well, the Sports and Exhibition Authority, the group, the city-county authority that technically owns the stadiums, the convention center, and the arena, are asking the regional assets district, that's the 1% sales tax that we all pay here in Allegheny County, for $1.16 million to help for capital upkeep of those four facilities. And, of course, they say, well, it'll just be one time, but let's face it, we all know that once they start eating at the government trough, they don't stop, so it'll probably be more than once. And so it'll go on for a while. Uh, and so the stadium right. that the taxpayer paid for against their wishes, by the way, yep. uh, 17 yep. years ago, is still costing them money, and the Steelers keep yep. raking in the cash. Well, that's just it. You know, they're, they're raking in the cash from the from the facilities themselves. You know, the Steelers host these, these big concerts, of course, that give them non-event revenue plus their own, own football games and Panther football games. And, and people tend to forget that the land between the two stadiums was uh, given to the Pirates and the Steelers as a combined entity and very uh, sweetheart uh, development deal where they get a say on what gets developed over there, and they get a cut of any lease or ownership changes that happen to those parcels. I was going to ask you about, I want to ask you about both of those things, but you, you kind of threw yep. in there the, about the concerts. Uh, I want to get to the yep. land in a second, but there's something that people yep. don't, aren't aware of. Um, I've, I've, I've tried to find out how much money the Steelers make on a Kenny mm-hmm. Chesney concert that trashes the North Side every year. Um, right. What kind of uh, do, you, um, do you guys have any idea of what kind of uh, revenue that means for the Steelers themselves? Well, I can't give you an actual number, but I can tell you that on non event revenue, the team keeps eighty so percent. That, that's a fact. Eighty percent. Yeah, because they get yeah one hundred percent of their own stuff and then eighty percent of non events. Yeah, so, I, I read through the lease uh, this afternoon. Wow. So, so if this, if Kenny Chesney comes in and they put fifty thousand, I guess they put more than that in there. They they fill the place. Oh, yeah, they fill that one up. Sixty five thousand, yeah. whatever it is. Um, mm-hmm. The Steelers pay the expenses, and then they just whatever is left over, yes. it's theirs. Eighty percent of it. That that is correct. The lease is very generous. The taxpayers really don't see a whole lot out of out of anything that goes on at those stadiums. Uh yeah, of course. But that's a pretty good deal if you can get it. You get the stadium oh, handed okay. to you. Um, you mm-hmm. sell the naming rights, so you really don't pay anything for it because you sell the yeah. naming rights, and so whatever you had to cough up to have the place built, you get it back right away because the, you, the city doesn't sell the naming rights or the county or whoever paid for it. The team does, and then they get 80% of the concerts that are put in there. That is correct. Wow. I mean that's yeah, that's a pretty good deal. That's obscene is what it is, and, 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 and yeah. the, fact that, the fact that they would uh, uh, get that and then also mm-hmm. turn around and say, you know what, uh, we could use some more seats in this place. You got $15 million you can help us with on that? Right, right. They, they have come to the taxpayers consistently for things like basic maintenance and upkeep. Unfortunately, the SDA has stuck to their guns and told them no. Uh, there's, not, there's supposed to be a ticket surcharge that goes into a fund that pays for maintenance and, and, and uh, a general upkeep. And it's only like $3 a ticket. It's capped at 3 bucks a ticket. So, you know, they could very easily put a little bit more on that to help them pay for things that they need to. So you're saying that the Steelers could just raise the surcharge? Sure. I'm sure if they went to the SCA and said instead of $3, they would make it $5, the SCA wouldn't blink an eye. So, so Frank, your facility. if that would happen, then the people who are using the stadium, the season ticket holders, most of whom are the right. same people who have been there for years, they'd actually right. be paying for the stadium instead of you and I paying for it. Yeah, yeah, what a novel concept, huh? What the users pay for what they use. <laughs> it's amazing, and it, and it, it goes on in every uh, NFL city, and Major League Baseball, uh-huh. hockey, basketball, they all it's all right. the same. Um, right, right. So There's very few exceptions. I think I may have been the only person in the sports media back in 19-whatever-it-was, 96-97, over 20 years ago, uh, who came out against making taxpayers pay for the two stadiums. 
Was I wrong mm-hmm. about that? Uh, has it been a good deal for the taxpayers, as it turned out? No, I mean, you're dead on. I mean, Thanksgiving's got a little complicated with, you know, some siblings of yours. But, you know, for the most part, you're right. So when people say that, well, look at all the tax money it's bringing in, you've got to look at it from a net gain of tax revenue. Three River Stadium still filled during Steeler game 60-some thousand people. You know, Heinz Field wasn't that big of a difference. So you still have those people still want the game, still spent money. So, no, it wasn't that big of a deal, at least not to, to you know, warrant $200, $300 million for a new facility. And they could have built a... Uh, you know, a, a, a sixty thousand seat high school stadium, just a you know, just a simple structure that fits oh, people cool. in it, and those same people would have come to the games, and they and those same people would have spent whatever money they spend when they come downtown. But uh, yep. we we uh, ended up with a two hundred and eighty million dollar uh, building, which mm-hmm. I guess when you figure in what they pay in interest over the thirty years, whatever it is of the of the uh, uh, right. of the mortgage, um, it's yeah. going to be what four hundred million. Uh, pretty close to it, yeah. There's definitely interest on on that money that we have to pay, and that's cheap because yeah. compared to what's going up now, you got billion dollar stadiums going up all right. over the place, and the taxpayers being. Uh, uh, having their money stolen from them for those, too. Uh, so oh, sure. I, you, uh, we're talking to Frank Gamrat of the Allegheny Institute. Uh, Frank, what about all that development now? You mentioned it there for a second on the North Shore around right. the stadiums. Would that have happened? Because when I tell people that I was against it, and they, mm-hmm. th- a lot of times I get it thrown back in my face, well, see, you were wrong. Look at all the development that's over there. Look at those hotels. They wouldn't be there without mm-hmm. the stadiums. So defend me on that one. Oh. Oh, it, it, it could have happened. The reason I'm going to say could is because the, the stadium authority, which is still in existence, by the way, even though they don't have a stadium to, to take care of, owned all that property and made it parking lots. So when the Steelers and Pirates negotiated their two new stadiums, they said, hey, wait a minute, we'd like to put things in between here. You know, the old mixed-use development uh, was a big phrase back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And so the Steelers and the Pirates have guided that development, and they have benefited from that through Again, in their lease, it says that they have first right refusal of anything that goes up there, and they get a proceeds of either the sale or the lease of the property. And in most cases, they've leased it. Now, they're claiming they don't get a lot of money from that lease, but they still get something. It's still greater than zero. And, and then if you want to toss on the new uh, stage AE, the taxpayers kicked in $2.5 million for them to build that thing. So let's review, Frank. They got a two, mm-hmm. and again, the Pirates, the same kind of deal, but the, we're talking about the Steelers because right. they're playing tonight and blah, blah, blah. So let's review. They got a, uh, what will amount to a $400 million uh, piece of property uh, in the stadium right. handed to them. And right. they, uh, even though you and I paid for it, when they right. have a concert in there, you and I don't get any money. It doesn't go back to the city. And think about what nope. they could do with that revenue. I don't know. Uh, and and, and yeah. so it doesn't go back to the, the, the city or the county or the state. Um, right. it's, it stays in the Steelers' pockets, 80% of it. Mm-hmm. And then they give the property that was there. Instead of the city having the right to lease it or come up with some way to make mm-hmm. money for the taxpayers, that money goes to the Steelers. Now, what, what does yeah. the city get out of it, though? I mean, what, what well, do I get out of it? Well, I don't live in the oh, city, but what do I get living? Yeah, it, you know? it, 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 it's kind of hard to say because obviously these people are paying some property taxes, but not nearly enough to justify the outlays we've given to them. And again, they're still making money for leases on that property. So, the, the scales are tipped heavily in favor of these things. So they're actually getting money from the the stadiums themselves and the buildings mm-hmm. next to them. Yep. <laughs> what, yep. a, what a deal that is. Well, and not too long ago, the Steelers asked for several million dollars to do some upgrades at Heinz Field, and right. the uh, stadium authority actually told them to take a hike, as you mentioned. Is it right. possible that the politicians yeah. have finally gotten a clue, or do the politicians know that the that the taxpayers have always known about this? And uh, I guess it doesn't matter because they keep electing the same people. But right, they keep electing the same people, just different suits. Yeah. Um, but I do think that, given the economy of the way it was the last few years. Uh, it was really hard to justify giving money to these sports teams. Uh, you know, as as things loosen up, they may try it again, but now is just not the time. You know, especially when you got a city sitting on a $5 billion water and, and sewer infrastructure problem. You know, that rad tax money could, could do better use there by making sure we have so many water leaks all over the freaking place. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, uh, you could p- take somebody off the street to come up with some uh, mm-hmm. a better way to 
spend that money than give it to the Steelers. Absolutely. The, you know, the, economics, you call it opportunity cost. You give it to the Steelers. You don't give it to a park. You don't give it to a zoo. You don't give it to any area. You can't stick it in anything else. And the Steelers will get, I can't, I, I don't have it right in front of me here. I think it's $220 million this year from TV. And the Green Bay right. Packers just signed, and they're, they're, you know their teams are all the same. The Green Bay Packers right. just signed Aaron Rodgers to a contract that will pay him $80 million guaranteed between now and March. Okay. And it's a total of like $120 million. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, maybe if they would only pay um, Aaron Rodgers, I don't know, $60 million in between mm-hmm. now and March and take $20 million and give right. it and say, you know what? Thanks for that. Uh, they Up in Green Bay, they didn't get a new stadium. They just got no. hundreds of millions to renovate. renovate yeah. Uh, right. Thanks for the stadium, uh, uh, taxpayers. You know what? We've made so much money here. We're not going to take mm-hmm. – we're going to give back a little bit. What Would you like to have the right. 20, $20 million bucks? Because we don't need it. That doesn't happen for exactly. some reason. Give it to the city. Tell them to pay, take care of some things here with the county. Yeah. Hey, pay for your own maintenance and upkeep. That's, that's well, really the minimum they should be able to do. That's a concept, yeah. Uh, and they don't want to do that. If they could get away with not doing that, if they could get away with not paying a nickel for upkeep and getting a new, um, uh, getting some remodeling done at the two ballparks mm-hmm. every every year, they'd do it and be happy right. to take it from the taxpayers. And the government would be too stupid to stop. Well, they're not because they are stopping it apparently. Right. Uh, Frank Gamrat yeah. is with us now from the Allegheny Institute. So, what is it that? Well, first of all, I'll ask you. I, mean, I don't. I guess is a guess, but. Would the mm-hmm. vote? Do you think the vote would be any different today if people were asked to fund the stadiums? Because it was a big no back when they asked the people. It was uh, people don't know this, Frank. Right. I'm sure you do. They, uh, no won by a bigger margin than Ronald Reagan uh-huh. beat Walter Mondale in 1984 <laughs> when he won 49 states. That's how big no right. won that vote, and they still ended up yeah. doing it. Yeah, uh, all 11 counties that were asked if they wanted to put that one percent sales tax on their their county said no. Right. The Steelers and the Pirates went 0 for 11. And I think they would say 0, I think it would be 0 for 11 if they had the vote tomorrow. There's no question. No question at all. And I think that if they put, if they said that the Steelers and the Pirates are going to move out of town next week if you vote no, people would still vote no. I think they would. I, I think not only would they vote no, a lot of people show with pickup trucks outside PNC Park and offer help. <laughs> well, the Pirates would be, made, be a little bit easier. <laughs> So right. what, um, what What makes sports teams, in the mind of the government, any more deserving of huge government handouts than any other business? I mean, why not Permanis or Eaton mm-hmm. Park? Why don't they get this kind of money? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, sometimes when they talk about sports, they still think they're, you know, five-year-old kids and their idols are out there and they're, they're wanting to get close to them. I don't know what the fascination is with, with sports stars and celebrities. I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, so but it's, it can't be it can't be justified economically. Oh, not at all, not at all. And, and they, they, I don't even think they try. That's the sad part. Is they tell you that they're trying to do this. Now they'll give you a song and dance about you know restaurants and and and, and retailers and bars going up. But you know everyone needs to remember that the goal of the Pirates and the Steelers is not to get you to eat outside their stadium. It's to get you to eat inside their stadium. Where they, again they get a hundred percent of concession revenue. <laughs> now, I got less than a minute, Frank, and one quick question. Pittsburgh Stadium Authority, it's supposed to be gone. It's still here. Why? It is still here. Their justification is there's still one little piece of property in between the two stadiums. I think it's under one of the bridges or overpasses that still has to be developed, and they're supposed to stay in business until that's done. And it was supposed to be gone when, when Three Rivers was gone. Absolutely. And somebody's Absolutely. still collecting a paycheck for running it and being paid by us, yes, correct? Yes, they are. All right. Thanks. That is true. Frank, thank right, you. Thanks for having me. Thank Have you. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Frank Gamrat, Allegheny Institute. And um, there they are. There, you know, just think about that as you're driving down the Parkway West right now and heading into the Fort Pitt Tunnel, getting ready to come out and look at Heinz Field. You're paying for it. And the Steelers should be paying for it. And I'm not just picking on the Steelers, because the Penguins and the Pirates got the same kind of deal. The difference with the Penguins is that they offered to pay for their building 100% cash, and the stupid government said no. We'll be back with some more stupidity right after this.
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Former Vice President Joe Biden says Americans always saw the real John McCain and knew he always sought to lift them up. At North Baptist Church in Phoenix, one word stood out. John was a hero. He was America's hero. One of the greatest heroes in our lifetime. McCain eulogized as a war hero, statesman, and presidential candidate, though Vice President Joe Biden, a Senate colleague, says McCain went much deeper than that. It wasn't about politics with John. He could disagree on substance, but it was the underlying values. Others remembered McCain for his wicked sense of humor and terrible driving. A military plane was flying his body here to Washington, where McCain will lie in state tomorrow at the U.S. Capitol. Sagar Magani, Washington. Down day on Wall Street as the Dow dropped 137 points, the Nasdaq lower by 21. This is SRN News. When it comes to your pain, many of you might be skeptical, like I was, about ordering Relief Factor. Pat Boone again for this wonderful 100% drug-free supplement designed to help your own body lower or eliminate occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, everyday living. I'm not skeptical any longer. The three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. Why don't you let us see if we can get you out of pain, too, at relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Dennis Prager explains our free press. Happily, I live in a country which has free speech, free press. Government does not control newspapers, so you get truth. And over the course of my lifetime, and never more than at this very moment, do you realize how they are coordinated ideologically. And it is a brainwash. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at noon, right before Michael Medved at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's a beautiful country out there. Discover it all in a new RV from Camping World, America's number one RV dealer. At your local Camping World, you'll find over 350 new RVs in stock, an ever-changing selection from America's top brands, including favorites like Coleman and Mallard of every class and size, all at wholesale prices. Say hello to a whole new world. Visit CampingWorldOfPittsburgh.com. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I'm as happy as a clam. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will be, quote, as happy as a clam, unquote. The GEICO legal team cannot accurately verify clams even experience the complex human emotional state known as happiness. As an invertebrate mollusk living half submerged on the ocean floor with no arms, legs, or wireless access, what's there to be happy about? A clam's all like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't get turned into New England clam chowder today. Pronounced regionally as chowder. Chowder. Oh, that's so fun to say. What were we talking about again? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. It's been a long time since you had your will written, and a lot's changed since then. It's always a good idea to review your documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we understand the nuances of elder law and how changes to Medicaid, veterans' benefits, and the tax code can affect your estate and the people most important to you. So let's talk. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. That's a-h.law. Hi, everybody. This is Craig Wolfley from my friends at Jane D. Waterproofing. For every waterproofing or foundation repair, a portion of the proceeds go to the Light of Life Rescue Mission or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Hello, this is Ralph Sindrich. I'm proud to be a part of this program and such a fine service to be offered to the community. For every job commitment, I'll provide a signed copy of my book, NFL Brawl. Call for a free estimate at 1-800-VERY-DRY. That's 1-800-VERY-DRY. Or visit us on the web at jdwaterproofing.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On this busy Thursday afternoon, you're going to see a backup on outbound Parkway North, Mount Nebo Road, overpass up to the 79 merge. Also looking at continuing delays on the Parkway East. It is jammed up outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swissvale and inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel and Boulevard of the Allies to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Very heavy inbound on the Parkway West, Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. I'm Jenny Robinson on AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. 
Partly to mostly cloudy for tonight and muggy, low 64 degrees. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sunshine and humid with a high of 82. Partly cloudy tomorrow night, sticky, low 67. And for Saturday, warm and humid with clouds and sun. There'll be a shower, thunderstorm in some spots. The high for Saturday, 85 degrees. I'm meteorologist Danielle Niddle on AM 1250, The Answer. Our phone lines are open at 844-302-1250. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. See, Aaron is all over this. Aaron Byrne, the producer. She had that little thing ready for the phone number. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm open for phone calls if you'd like to chime in. Um, 844-302-1250 is the number. 844-302-1250. Uh, but I came across some stupidity I wanted to run by you. Uh, if you've listened to the show that are here on uh, AM 1250, The Answer, um, the John Steigerwald Show, which is what you're listening to. Um, if you've listened to it, you know that I kind of like stupidity. I mean, I don't like it, but I like to talk about it. And I find a lot of it. And there's a, it's not hard. <laughs> it's not hard. The Internet's a great thing because it really lets you tap into stupidity. It, it just well, it's at your fingertips. Anyway, uh, this is not on a college campus. This is in Alabama, uh, and it's high school, and it ties in with one of my recurring themes, which is the feminization of the American boy. That gets me in trouble, but it's one of my themes. Sorry. Uh, and with this being the first week of school, I was looking for you know school stuff. It's Alabama, uh, so this comes from the courtesy of Newsweek. So it's not one of them uh, right wing rags that liberals like to dismiss. It's Newsweek. And it's a list of activities considered inappropriate for recess and P.E. class. The state superintendent tried to distance himself from it when it came out and caused people all over the state of Alabama to start throwing up all over the place. Uh, He said, hey, I don't agree with it. And then he tried to find out where it came from. And then he told people to he told the schools to just do what you want. But but. The the fact remains, somebody in the state decided that this was a good idea, and other teachers have said anonymously, yeah, they can tell us that we can ignore it, but if it comes out in a directive like that, we can't ignore it. So it's 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 serious stuff. They they expect it to be followed. So I don't know the actual person responsible for this, but I'm guessing it's a woman, and I'll tell you in a minute why I'm pretty safe in assuming that. But here's the list, okay? Now, if you're a, a normal human being who grew up in America, most of these activities will seem pretty normal to you and harmless, but they're not anymore and haven't been for a long time. So dodgeball. And this is what the directive says about dodgeball. The main objective is to attempt to inflict pain, harm, injury, and embarrassment of one's opponents and have a good laugh doing it. That's what the document states. So you can't do that. It can't be any dodgeball. Now, you know, I know dodgeball can get they can get carried away, but it's not that hard to figure out that how to play dodgeball and not get anybody hurt. You don't use a ball that hurts people when you hit them with it. You know, you use like a softer ball, a pillow. You can use anything. It doesn't matter. Duck, duck, goose. Now, first of all, I don't know anybody over the age of three who's playing that, but I guess they're playing this in in elementary schools down there. Duck, duck, goose. Uh, the, the, the the officials uh, in this thing say it's just a lousy excuse for exercise and mostly hurts eardrums. And these are quotes from the from the actual list. Everyone just sits and screams at ear shattering pitch and decibel levels. That's what it says. Uh, I mean, that's a good. No- I don't like duck duck goose. I, I that could go away. I'd be okay with that. But you know, they think it's there's something wrong with it. Kickball. Um, here you go. Kickball. The potential for embarrassment. That's a big problem here with this list. There's a lot of, they really worry about, you know, somebody losing. It's embarrassing to be the loser, so you can't have that. The potential for embarrassment and the chance of being targeted by players who can throw the bouncing ball as, quote, hard as possible. Can't have that. So there you go. Now, this may have something to do with boys and girls playing together and not just having the boys play by themselves, but that's you couldn't have that. It's highly recommended and suggested that the following activities, games, and practices not be allowed in the physical education programs. That's what the state document says. So I've read them for you. Dodgeball was the one here I just gave you. Uh, and then there's musical chairs, okay? Musical chairs. Uh, praise. This is what it says. Praise on the weak where the, quote, least skilled and least attentive students are immediately eliminated and then sent to improve their abilities by sitting on the floor, floor, spinning mindlessly in circles. The, quote, unquote, losers then must sit and wait for the winner. 
described in the document as almost always the same student. So they have losers. Then they have to sit there and see that somebody won and they didn't. You can't have that. Well, how are these kids ever going to survive that? This is going on in the Alabama schools. Then there's Red Rover, which we never played. We played Kill the Man, by the way. That was the game that we played. Kill the Man. And uh, one, you threw the ball up in the air. It was on an asphalt playground. You threw the ball up on the air in the air, and whoever caught it, it was if you caught the ball, it was you against everybody else, and they tried to kill you. And we loved it, and I would play it today if I could get away with it. But Red Rover is a relic, it says on the list, that gave football and wrestling coaches who taught physical education uh, how to occupy their time during the day and was played without, quote, care at all about the safety of our students. Red Rover. I'm going to guess that Red Rover has been played uh, over the years, the last, let's say, 100 years, by millions of people, and I'm going to say there weren't three people in the history of the country who were injured playing Red Rover. Seriously, I mean. But, you know, I'm just guessing at that. I don't have the... Figures to back that back that up. Simon says, "You ready for Simon says?" Oh, boy, now that's the game where you know you have to listen to the teacher, and she sa- if he or she says Simon says before fulfilling the task, it should be banned in Alabama because quote the document suggests it it seeds gleeful teacher deception. You fooled the teacher. You can't. <laughs> this is this is real. These are people. Who, again, we talked about the stadium and taxpayers and how they take your money and spend it on stupid things. Someone in the state education department of the state of Alabama came up with Simon says there's something wrong with it because it sees gleeful teacher deception. It goes on to state that other elimination games. Uh, like Simon says, is less about playful time being spent and more zeroing in on, quote, removal of unskilled or inattentive students. They keep mentioning inattentive students. How about this? Pay attention, okay? (laughs) Remember when the teacher used to say that to you? Hey, pay attention. Here's how it works. If If I don't say Simon says, don't take two steps back. If I say Simon says, this is this is too hard. Pay attention. Isn't that what you're supposed to do in school? Anyway, uh, gleeful teacher exception, and it's about uh, Simon says it's about singling out participants for ridicule and low participation time. That brings me to my favorite, which is tag. Okay, this is a quote. These are in quotes. Tag is another self-defeating elimination game in which slow and unskilled players who are caught tagged must leave the activity and wait for the fastest and best players to finish up. The doc, that's what it says in the document. And it says, tagged-out players are routinely the same ones who lose in every game. So you're playing tag. Here's an idea for you. If you stink at tag, don't play tag, okay? Or, you know, get better at it or do something. And then as the last thing here, uh, extra laps. You know, uh, gym coach, if you're messing around, maybe you get in a little fight or something, and they tell you to take a couple of laps or do some extra push-ups, nah, that alienates the kids. Uh, you can't do that. And here's, this is, this may be the worst. You know how you would, if, if when I was in, when I was in grade school, uh, I've told the story, this, I'm, this is one of my, my great, uh, seriously, childhood memories. I was at St. Bernard's Grade School in Mount Lebanon in the fourth grade. I was nine, Okay. And the nun, uh, or Miss Tenzar, she said to us, okay, uh, you guys have to uh, elect a captain, and then the captain is going to select the guys who, to, the kids who are going to play on our intramural softball team. There were five grades, five classes in each grade, and so the, the five fourth grade homerooms would play each other. It was scheduled. We played against each other, but I was, I was elected captain. Maybe that's why I think it's such a great idea, but I was elected captain, and... I was. I had to make the lineup. I had to decide who played what position. Hey, they elected me, and I would pick the batting order, and we would play against the other fourth grade team that did the same thing. Uh, the umpires were kids who were picked from um, the teams that were not playing that day. So it was nothing but kids, no adults, none. The only time an adult would show up was if there was a fight, and one of the male coaches would come over, and, uh, and they would call them coaches, not teachers, but he would come over and he would straighten it out. So it was all all that. It was a great thing. And it was in 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. 
The standings were in the bulletin every Sunday. It was a great thing. It's something they should do now. The only thing, if they tried it now, everybody's mother would show up and they would be complaining about who was getting playing time and they'd want to change the captain. But that, that, they couldn't get away with doing it now. No chance. But this is the other thing. They don't want, in, in Alabama, no captains. You can't have, like, okay, you can't have a teacher say to a bunch of guys or kids, boys and girls, you can't say to them, Okay, we're going to play whatever today, dodgeball, and you guys are the captains, pick up teams. You can't do that because, here's the quote, this practice turns students loose on one another to humiliate, embarrass, degrade, scar, and damage classmates in front of their peers. There's no need to subject students to this teacher-sanctioned psychological <laughs> torture. Hey, I'm reading from this. This is, a, this is quotes from the, from the state it's torture to have captains pick up teams in a grade school is now considered torture. Not by some idiot who came off the street and they had to, you know, lead away to a nice rest home somewhere. This is by the person who's is in charge of running the schools in Alabama. The practice turns students loose on one another to humiliate, embarrass, degrade, scar, and damage classmates in front of their peers. There's no need to subject students to this teacher-sanctioned psychological torture. You want psychological torture? Show up at a grade school in Alabama. That'll just show up, and you'll be tortured for your entire time there by the teachers. We'll be right back. And we try to address those at the root cause. At the Medicine Chops in Oakmont and Penn Hills, nurse practitioner Joyce Gibb has conducted over 3,000 consultations with pharmacist, mentor, and friend Joe DiMatteo. I actually got my nurse practitioner in family practice, and I've always wanted to practice getting to the root cause because in family practice, I felt like I was giving a pill for the ill. It's always pharmaceutical-based. You really didn't get to the main problem that caused the symptom. Just an example of you have heartburn. There's many reasons for acid reflux or heartburn, and some of those reasons could be not enough hydrochloric acid, where traditional medicine blocks that. And as we age, our body typically doesn't even make enough as it should to break down our food. A lot of people want to get off their proton pump inhibitors, and we had a little protocol to wean that very slowly so they don't have rebound heartburn. Call for a consultation today. The Medicine Shop in Oakmont and Penn Hills. 888-865-9595. Getting close to retirement? Experienced a nice Trumponomics bump in your portfolio? We know the market goes up, and unfortunately, we also know it goes down. Don't risk your retirement to market whims. Learn how you can lock in those gains today by spending time with the team at Marley Financial. Todd Marley and the experts at Marley Financial can help you design a retirement plan that is bulletproof against the market's ups and downs. The team at Marley Financial uses a multitude of different techniques to make sure that you have a retirement plan that is Tax-friendly, stable, and worry-free. Oh, and speaking of taxes, did you know that Marley Financial can handle that too? With all the changes in the tax laws, be sure you're taking advantage of the best possible deduction and make sure you know what adjustments to make for your overall financial picture going forward. Call today for a no-obligation consultation to see just how for 25 years the clients at Marley Financial have never had a retirement plan fail. Call 724-884-1496 today. 724-884-1496 or visit them at Marley. MarleyFG.com. If this were just any door, and this were just any ignition, connected to just any transmission, in just any vehicle, then perhaps it would be okay to buy it from just anyone. But this is not just any car. It's a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz. Every detail has been inspected and road tested by highly skilled Mercedes-Benz technicians. And it's all backed by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to five years. Which makes the decision of where to buy one simple. Your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer. The certified pre-owned sales event going on now through August 31st. Come in today and take advantage of first month's payment credit and special financing offers available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. Because in the end, it's absolute confidence in genuine Mercedes-Benz parts, or it isn't. It's either Mercedes-Benz certified pre-owned, or it isn't. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on first month's payment credit and certified pre-owned warranties. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Football is back, and so is tailgating. Whether it's Friday Night Lights, Saturday College, or Pro Sundays, Solaire Portable Infrared Grills set up fast and heat up quickly. Only three minutes to searing hot temperatures, just like the big backyard Solaires. The Solaire Grills will make you the master of the tailgater with the juiciest, most flavorful food in the 
parking lot. The fast grilling times leave you more time to talk up your team. And they cool down fast so you won't miss a minute of the game. The Solaire Anywhere and Solaire Everywhere portable infrared grills are perfect for any grilling on the go. From picnics to camping, RVs to boating, but especially tailgating. And they're made in the USA with the confidence of a 100-year-old family business. Amaze your tailgating friends with Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn more about these fantastic grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer. Now, I wanted to uh, just give you this before we get to the next thing here, um, why I think I was safe in assuming it's a woman, because that's what that's what is happening in schools. Uh, it's mostly women. Um, according to the teacher, uh, the Association of American Educators, there is a teacher gender gap. 2.3% of pre-K and kindergarten teachers are men. Only 18.3% of the elementary and middle school teachers uh, are men, 18%. That's uh, four out of five are women, more than four out of five. And 42%, less, much less than half of the high school teachers are men. Uh, and um, it's uh, the answer, the reason, the reason it's, that happens is sexism, uh, because it deters men from entering the teaching field. It says here there's also a disappointing stigma attached to male teachers who teach the earlier grades. Male teachers responsible for younger students are accused of being not masculine. You wouldn't, if they, they wouldn't be allowed to be masculine anyway if they got there. Uh, men are often deterred because of the pay, too. So I just thought I'd throw that in. And one last thing. This is, I tried to get this guy on the show. Couldn't get a hold of him today. But his, his name is Thomas D. He published a Stanford uh, research paper called The Y Chromosome, meaning uh, W-H-Y. And uh, he stated that both boys and girls pay a price when they are taught by teachers of the opposite gender. This is his quote. When a class is headed by a woman, boys are more likely to be seen as disruptive. When taught by a man, girls were more likely to report that they did not look forward to a subject. Simply put, girls have better educational outcomes when taught by women, and boys are better off when taught by men. He's probably in prison. That's why, for saying that, that's probably why he wasn't able to be on the show. (laughs) Or he's gone. He got fired or something. He couldn't possibly still be working after making a a ridiculous statement like that, that uh, boys are better off taught by men and women and girls better off taught by women. You can't say that. Now I want to get to something else. LeBron James, he has a new show. It's called The Shop. And uh, LeBron uh, and a few other uh, uh, black guys and John Stewart, the old uh, Comedy Central host, they sit in a barber shop. LeBron actually sits on a, a, um, a barber chair. And here are some of the re- – this, this shouldn't surprise you. This first show I think was last night. It was recently. Uh, this is um, some of the reviews, just quickly. Uh, the LeBron James finds his voice on the shop. That's from something called The Ringer. Debut episode of LeBron James, The Shop, delivers candid uh, dialogue. Um, says here, uh, jo- LeBron James, The Shop, takes aim at opening the door to empathy. LeBron James Barbershop. Cuts the deal with HBO, blah, blah, blah. Here's another one. LeBron James reveals he had to adjust to white people upon entering, uh, I don't know, the NBA. So uh, so it got glowing reviews by everybody. The Washington Post slobbered all over it. But Jason Whitlock of Fox Sports 1, eh, he's not down with it. LeBron's shop is what Donald Trump must imagine a black barbershop is like. Everyone is cursing and dropping the N-word. And there's a token white liberal soaking it all in feeling like the coolest person in the room because black people are comfortable being ignorant in front of him. That's John Stewart he's talking about. And uh, apparently, according to Jason Whitlock, and he would know better than I, it's not real. In all my years of frequenting black barbershops, I've never seen black men sipping goblets of red wine. Lord is my witness, they were holding goblets filled with Cabernet. But that wasn't even the worst thing. I've never seen a token white dude, especially one who didn't grow up in the neighborhood, dominating and driving the conversation inside a black barbershop. John Stewart from The Old Daily Show was the star of this show. Was Trevor Noah unavailable? Arsenio? And, of course, it was bad for the, uh, for the kiddies and, I guess, 
kind of reinforces a lot of negative stereotypes. I'm as verbally raw as they come, depending on the setting. But I've never experienced that level of profanity and ignorance inside a barbershop. There's always an old head who shuts it all down. 75 times someone cursed. 11 times someone dropped the N-word. Well, what barbershop is this? LeBron's shop was a collection of elite black millionaires who are so far removed from reality that they think the black barbershop is a minstrel show with a white choreographer. I guess the choreographer was John Stewart. Uh, so there's your review uh, from uh, Jason Whitlock. He's uh, he's on Fox Sports One. He's um, he's pretty good. So um, another thing here, I've got to get to this uh, quickly. The you know about the guy who's running for governor, DeSantis, in um, in Florida, and he won the nomination the other night, and he made a comment um, that included the word monkey, and uh, he was of course because his opponent is black, he was accused of being a racist. And um, what's her name? Mika Brzezinski on the MSNBC today said that it's very clear that Mr. DeSantis is taking a page directly from the campaign. No, this is what Gillum said, the the, um, the candidate, directly from the campaign manual of Donald Trump. But I think he's got another thing coming to him. Of course, it's ridiculous, but it's not surprising. Meanwhile, here's what Barack Obama said back in 2008. So I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Uh, what was that again? Monkeyed around with elections in the past. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. Okay, well, that's that's what Barack Obama said. Uh, my dad used to tell us to quit monkeying around with the TV and sit down and watch it, and uh, it was a it was a an expression. So DeSantis says that you're not allowed to use the word that word in any any time when there's a black person anywhere to be seen or heard. I guess if you say that, you're a racist. Uh, I don't have time to get to the whole story about Greg Lloyd, but he was a bad guy when he was here. Great player, bad guy. He's been arrested. Uh, and allegedly, uh, for allegedly pointing a gun at his wife, according to TMZ Sports. She's, uh, so that's Greg Lloyd. He used to park in the handicapped spot at uh, Three Rivers Stadium, and he wasn't handicapped. And uh, he's a bad guy, and he's been arrested, and I guess you'll be hearing more about that. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show today. I hope you're back here tomorrow, and uh, we'll talk about what happened tonight at the Steeler game, maybe, if anything interesting happens. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.